and welcome everybody here to Columbia City High School for high school wrestling action. Dane Filling joined by Joe Caprino here at the fairly new high school at Columbia City. We've got a dual meet tonight between the Columbia City Eagles and the Jay County Patriots. The girls are on the mat and coaches are exchanging lineups. Joe, welcome to uh, the broadcast booth, I guess, for WZBD. Well, thank you. It's uh, going to be some good wrestling tonight. you got two programs that have really, uh, they have a lot of girls, and they, they've had a lot of success at the state level, so should be some good matches. Certainly two programs who have really embraced uh, girls wrestling with uh, coaching staffs and dedicated practice times and spaces and um, sort of pioneers in the sport right now. Yeah, they were the first ones to have a, an official duel. I believe it was two years ago and have just kept growing their programs and keep getting better and better each year. And you know, especially in Northeast Indiana, it's good to have the coaches, Coach Culp and Coach Myers, really put the time into developing their girls' programs. You know, and we've talked about it a lot as we've covered girls' wrestling, but um, anytime you start a program, no matter whether it's adding a girls' side of things or even with volleyball starting a boys' side of things, there's always that period of, of a novelty effect where, oh, we're just trying this out, this is cute, this is nice. But after a season or two, that sort of wears off, and you have girls back who have experience, who are veterans, who felt the joy of victory, the pain of defeat, and have moved on, and they share that wisdom with, with uh, their teammates, and they kind of move on. Yeah, yeah. They've, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, teams are starting to have middle, girls in middle school come out, and that's really starting to grow. The ISWA events and the offseason are getting bigger and bigger for girls. So it's been kind of a trickle-down effect from the high school down to the lower levels. And, of course, the girls' season here in Indiana is starting earlier, sort of like the girls' basketball season does. And uh, we are joined up here by Blaine Culp, who has a copy of the scorebook for us, which is wonderful. We've got the Jay County JV matches and the Jay County girls matches. We appreciate it. We are going to be at 145 pounds to start, which is going to be a forfeit for Jay County. But after that, we have plenty of matches to go forward through. And thankfully, uh, a couple of the forfeits that I see on here, Joe, are both double forfeits, which uh, is much better for the crowd, for the radio, and uh, we should have a good good duel meet here tonight. Yeah, it looks like uh, I know both those, the coaches are going to want to get as many matches that they, as they can for their girls, and depending on where they have uh, girls at, they're going to bump them around to get those matches because at this point it's inevitable to get those matches. For, raising their hand isn't going to do any good for them. They want that mad experience, and especially in the dual meet ex uh, atmosphere, looks like we've got quite a few people here, and it, that's a pretty cool environment for a for them. Yeah, and certainly it doesn't matter whether it's girls or it's boys. When you have small teams and you're talking about teams with three kids, five kids, six kids who are eligible, the dual meet format just doesn't work. But what we're finding now is as we're growing more and more in this sport and it seems like the numbers are almost doubling every year, you probably have 20, 30, 40 teams across the state who are ready to get into that dual meet format. It's just a matter of scheduling, having the willingness of your athletic director, um, those types of things to, to get these kind of, uh, of nights set up. Yeah, they're uh, starting to really expand for the girls right now with dual meets. This is Columbia City's second dual meet. They wrestled John Glenn uh, about a week ago, it looks like. And then, uh, you know, there's a lot more going on. I think there's some triple duels that, that I've seen go on. So it's 
getting bigger and bigger, and it's the dual meets are a lot more fan-friendly and a lot better exposure for everyone involved here. Of course, the Jay County girls have already wrestled two, two dual meets. They wrestled North Miami and Blackford two weeks ago. They've been involved in a couple of tournaments. We're going to highlight those results as we go through the night. We're going to bring you the lineups here, but first we're going to send it back to Steve Rouse, who's working at the studio for a round of messages. And when we come back, we'll give you the starting lineups and some wrestling action. You listen to High School Wrestling on WZBD. At Jackson Associates Financial Services in Portland, we are committed to maintaining the highest standards of integrity and professionalism in our relationship with you, our client. We endeavor to know and understand your financial situation and provide you with only the highest quality information, services, and products to help you reach your goals. Give Troy a call for the latest rates on CDs and learn about the advantages in today's financial climate to invest in your hard-earned dollar. That's Jackson Associates in Portland. The Jay County Wrestling Club is a great place for your son or daughter to learn the great sport of wrestling. Our club does a great job of developing youngsters into better athletes using gymnastics, wrestling technique, and strength training. If interested, check out our Facebook page for practice details and to stop in. Welcome back here to Columbia City High School. The Eagle is fully inflated, I would say, Joe. The lights are on. There was a little bit of smoke earlier. Coaches are giving a team talk right now. I'm trying to find my camera. Always wearing two hats, Joe. That's always good. Tell us about our official tonight. Oh, we got old uh, Tyrone Wilson, veteran official, state finals official. He's uh, doing the match, and he... Uh, Knows what he's doing, so he should be uh, shouldn't have too many controversial calls when he's on the mat. Of course, we have all kinds of wrestling coverage scheduled for you here in the next couple weeks, and that uh, also includes the start of our boys' season on WZBD, as we'll have Belmont and Wawasee, two uh, strong teams, powerhouses in the north when it comes to two A team wrestling. That match will be on YouTube because of the football. No. And we're getting ready for the national anthem, so we're going to send it back to Steve for two more messages. And when we come back, we'll have the lineups for you. You listen to High School Wrestling on WZBD. Indiana Girls Wrestling is a nonprofit organization that promotes female wrestling in the state of Indiana. Our purposes are to be a public advocate for females participating in the sport of wrestling, to provide competition and training opportunities so that female participation in the sport of wrestling can grow within the state of Indiana, and sponsors an all-star team named the Indiana Inferno for regional and national competition. IGW hosts the USA Girls Midwest Nationals in early October of every year, and over the past seven years has grown to be one of the largest all-girls dual and individual open tournaments in the country. This year, the duels had 30 teams from across the country, with five from Indiana, and over 500 girls competing in the individual open. So be on the lookout for more all-girls tournaments sponsored by Indiana Girls Wrestling in the near future. For more information, you can go to indianagirlswrestling.com or check them out on Instagram or Facebook under Indiana Girls Wrestling.
National Anthem has been played. And the wrestling is about to begin. We're going to run through the lineups here for you, and we'll give you more information on all of these wrestlers as we go through things. Beginning at 145 pounds, the dual meet will start tonight. It'll be a forfeit for Columbia City, and receiving that forfeit will be Malia Parsons. Now, Joe, uh, we haven't had many dual meets, so we haven't really got into the, the game of shifting lineups and making moves in girls' wrestling. But I was warned by the Jay County Patriot coaching staff tonight that this isn't a final lineup. They may bump a few girls up. So always exciting to be involved in a, in a, in a wrestling match that involves some lineup moves and some, some jockeying by both coaching staffs to try to get the best results that they can. My, uh, Coach Myers loves to do that. He likes to uh, shift his lineup. Sometimes it uh, works in his favor. Sometimes it does not. I recall a uh, time a long, long time ago when he was at South Adams, he... Uh, Tried the bumper Rooney against the uh, young and spunky Garrett program, and it kind of backfired on him. So uh, I make sure I remind him of that plenty. <laughs> it's all in the fun and trying, though, right? Yes. At 155 pounds, and we'll talk a little bit more about why the weights are different here for the girls than what you're used to hearing for the boys. For Columbia City, it'll be Kirsten Williamson. And for Jay County, Madison Gage. At 170 pounds, Mallory Winter is up for Jay County, and she'll take on Braylon Lazier. At 190 pounds, Michaela Clifford for Columbia City will take on Tess Miller from Jay County. And then at 285, we have a, well, it should say 235, I believe. Yes, 235. At 235, we should have one of the highlights of the night as we have two returning state qualifiers facing off against each other. Columbia City's Vivian Park taking on Jay County's Kylie Williams. Columbia City a little bit short in the lightweights, so we'll have a forfeit at 100. Katie Rowles will take that. And then we have a double forfeit at 105, and Jay County will receive a forfeit at 110 from Sophie Thomas. But then we've got matches the rest of the way. Ava Hayden will wrestle for Columbia City at 115 against Tatiana Willis. At 120 pounds, it'll be Emily Burford from Columbia City against Callie Yates. From Jay County. Then at 125, Peyton Kinney from the Eagles will take on Willow Hardy from Jay County. And I think the premier match of the night, Joe, is at 130 pounds. That's two state ranked wrestlers Alexis Spalding from Columbia City and Lena Lingo from Jay County. And the final match of the night will be Delaney Caldwell from Columbia City and Emily Maynard from Jay County. Interesting going over these lineups. You see uh, a lot of familiar names in each uh, lineup. Uh, Rollis was, I believe, Cody's a senior. I, I assume probably a, uh, a relative, brother or something. And uh, Clifford from Columbia City. So it's, it's neat to see that uh, some younger sisters are getting involved in the sport here. And that is one of the beautiful things about our sport is it truly is a family affair. And there is value to a name. You can... Um, go watch a dual meet and recognize a name from seven years ago and be like, oh, this is going to be a good match. And more often than not, that's the way that it, that it actually turns out. So as we said, we are going to begin with a forfeit at 145. I don't know if we're going to... Okay, yeah, so we have a forfeit at 145. And she's going to have her hand raised. We're going to do our best to get the pictures that we need tonight for WZVD.com. We've got a nice 
Tyrone Wilson action shot mixed in there for you. So at 155 pounds, we've got Kirsten Williamson from Columbia City and Madison Gage. And we're about to get underway here. At 155 pounds, Williamson was 2-3 and three this weekend. Where was the big tournament this weekend, Joe? East Noble. They had, a, uh, they had quite a few girls, and everyone got about four or five matches and had a, a good long day of wrestling. Yeah, it sounded like uh, the numbers were good. There were a lot of teams involved. And one thing that we're learning now is that we've got teams who used to come with two or three girls. Once again, talking a little bit about that novelty phase. And a lot of teams have moved on from that. And they're up to 9, 10, 12. Um, and the numbers have really changed the sport because nobody has as much fun with just one or two teammates as they do with 10 or 12. Yes. Exactly. Looks like uh, Zach Williamson's in on a high crotch, scores a takedown, not, not giving the takedown yet. Gage is uh, holding on to that leg for dear life and trying not to give up that takedown. And there it comes. First takedown goes to Kirsten Williamson. Very important first point scored in case it becomes a tie in the dual meet here. And certainly in, uh, in the early parts of the season with these girls and a lot of forfeits involved, ties are a, a distinct possibility. Yep. Less than a minute left now. Williamson on top against Gage. She's got the near leg in, trying to look for a half. Finally has it, and she's about ready to roll her over, getting some counts. Getting a count, looking to... Lift the head up. Tyrone Wilson's holding two. Readjusting that half. Got 30 seconds left. Looking for the uh, some more uh, back points here. Gage, just a freshman for the Patriots. Trying to stay off her back. Fighting off. A long ways away from her coach and her teammates on the other side of the mat here. Yep, you always want to wrestle on your side of the mat too, especially in these dual meets where it can get really loud and you're right in front of your coaches and you're you can hear your coaches. Trying to bridge there, but she can't. And in a minute 53, it's Kirsten Williamson who ties up the team score. And that makes it 6-6. Six to six. So we're all tied up, and we head to 170 pounds. And Joe, I almost called you Rex. I, there was a, a, brief, a brief moment there where I almost called you Rex. We are in for a treat because we've got a two-time returning state champion in Mallory Winter. And you don't get to see many of those on a Thursday night during the regular season. Nope, and uh, there's another one with a uh, nice family lineage of wrestling, too. We saw Mallory last year at the state finals at Mooresville, and she wrestled an excellent match. And most of the girls that she wrestled and that were competitive with her last year have graduated, and it's really opened things up. And she's actually dropped some weight and is down at 155 pounds. She's wrestling 170 tonight because of the dual meet. But I think the Jay County coaching staff expects her to be at that 155 weight moving forward. Nice double leg there by Winner. She immediately puts in a half Nelson from the right-hand side. She's running it with the left arm. She walks over the head. She's looking for near fall. She gets the first count from Tyrone. Got a lot of time to work here. And this is going to be a quick one, Joe. Yeah. And there it is. 37 seconds is all she needed. 
winner makes quick work of Braylon Lazier, and the Patriots regain the lead. And if you hear us hesitating, that's because they keep turning the lights off here. They love to do it, that's for <laughs> sure. Yeah, these fancy schmancy lights that go on and off. And well, you got to let people run out of the eagle. That's yeah. that's the one thing you have to accomplish. Did they let you do it earlier? No, they didn't. They didn't invite us to do it. <laughs> Mate, we'll, we'll say something to Blaine. I bet he'll let you. So at 190 pounds now, we have Michaela Clifford. She went five and zero at East Noble on Saturday. She's a junior. She's taken on Tess Miller, who is a senior. And this is a bump, Joe, because Tessa Miller is listed at 170 pounds for the Patriots, and she's up at 190. This will be a tough, uh, tough task for her. I know uh, I just saw Clifford's brother that is now wrestling at Indiana Tech just walked in in perfect timing. So this should be, uh, I think Clifford's pretty solid, and she definitely has a size advantage. Looking for that front headlock and the snapper down. Not going to waste any time here. Definite size advantage here. Clifford's uh, a full 190, it looks like. Once again, a very competitive dual meet expected here, and we've had it so far. 12 to 6, Jay County leads, but Columbia City favored in this match. Still working that front headlock series. Tried the trip, but. Miller doing a nice job of staying on her feet until now, and Clifford bowls her over. And Clifford's in good shape here to get a fall, and that's exactly what she does. It takes just 55 seconds, and the match is tied again in three matches in. And there go the lights, Joe. <laughs> yep. If it just couldn't last any longer. Good thing I got better eyes than Rex. At 235 pounds, as we said earlier, we have a really nice match here between Vivian Park and Kylie Williams. Park ranked number one, uh, sorry, number 11 on Indiana map and is a returning state qualifier. Kylie Williams, a state qualifier last year for the Patriots. Tell us a little bit about what fans of girls wrestling can find on Indiana map. Well, we got rankings and articles and lots of discussion. So, I mean, pretty much anything you want and you get a lot of uh, recent results. So all the key results between these girls at the tournaments the previous week are inputted by users to uh, help with rankings and, you know, give recognition to the girls that, you know, put on all the time and work. And, of course, a lot of resources for coaches also. One of the things we've been talking about on High School Wrestling Weekly is uh, a lot of coaches are out there. They're, not, they're in unfamiliar territory. There's, there's, there needs to be a lot of feedback on how to manage teams, how to approach tournaments, and, and how to build the sport all at the same time. Yeah, there's a lot of, you can see a lot of the schedules, upcoming schedules, where the teams are going, and kind of see, like, oh, wait, you know, this, this team's going here. I didn't know there was an event here close by, and we can you know, maybe get into it depending on availability and everything. So, so Kylie Williams in on a single leg, and she's going to finish it. Nope. Yeah, she is. Williams up, wrestling Vivian Park, and she's got a half Nelson in, and this could be a big turn in this match. She needs to keep that arm and not stay too high, and all of a sudden Park comes around, and Park gets a reversal. Williams had the first takedown, 
And then it was a reversal by Park as she got just a little bit too high. Williams up to her feet now. Bear hugs Park, takes her to her back, but Park does a nice job of rolling through. Headlock now by Williams, and she's in good position. Let's see how much technique she's learned on these headlocks from the Jay County coaching staff. Tyrone called a locking hands here, so, so oh, there's the pin, so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> and in a minute 32, that's a big win by Kylie Williams, who bumps up to 235 and takes out the number 11 ranked wrestler in the state in Vivian Park. And Jay County takes the lead here, 18 to 12. Yep, now we got a string of three forfeits. Well, while we do that, why don't we send it back to Steve in the studio for a round of message? We'll be right back after this. At Jackson Associates Financial Services in Portland, we are committed to maintaining the highest standards of integrity and professionalism in our relationship with you, our client. We endeavor to know and understand your financial situation and provide you with only the highest quality information, services, and products to help you reach your goals. Give Troy a call for the latest rates on CDs and learn about the advantages in today's financial climate to invest in your hard-earned dollar. That's Jackson Associates in Portland. The Fort Wrestling Facility at 1519 Goshen Road in Fort Wayne is building young wrestlers all across the Fort Wayne area, one practice at a time. Join us for a live practice session or one of our upcoming camps at the Fort Wrestling Facility. Just check out our website today at thefortwrestling.com. Open to wrestlers five years old through high school. Don't miss the chance to train with wrestlers from all over the area, focusing on technique, conditioning, and learning how to love the sport of wrestling. The Fort Wrestling Facility, building wrestlers in the fort. Right at the whistle, as we have now moved on to 115 pounds. Joe, we were missing a, a forfeit up there. It's 30 to 12. Jay County leads. Get it here. We're at 115 pounds. Ava Hayden from Columbia City and Tatiana Willis. Willis sprawls out, spins around, gets the opening takedown. Looks right for that half and wrist. Got the wrist with the left hand, works the half with the right. Now switches over to the left. Going to do it from the opposite side. She works it over. One thing with the girls, they're going to be a little bit more flexible, so halves don't always work as easy as they do against the boys. As you can tell right here, she, uh, Columbia City girl, Hayden, is uh, very flexible. So usually a lot of times girls like to, uh, uh, wings are really good to turn them. They do use that a lot in the uh, international scene. So we'll see what happens here. A minute into the bout here at 115 pounds. Willis leads it. 2-0. They're on the edge of the mat, right in front of Coach Winter. He's given some instructions. They go out of bounds. 43 seconds left. We want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. We are certainly excited about the rest of our girls wrestling season. We'll have another dual meet for you when Jay County takes on New Haven. The verdict is still out there on whether or not we will see the Ocampos in that dual meet. There's a lot of complicated scenarios going on when it comes to the number of weigh-ins, the number of matches you can wrestle. And, of course, New Haven going to be one of the more competitive dual-meet teams in Fort Wayne. And Willis does a nice job there of turning her over. He gets the quick pin. And at a minute 31, it's Willis who gets the fall. And by our count, that makes it 36-12. to 12. 
And we're going to take it to 120 pounds, finishing up there on New Haven. Uh, we're not sure in that dual meet whether we'll see the Ocampos because they're trying to save their weigh-ins for some of the more important dual meets that New Haven has um, and the tournaments. And, of course, they have to also compete in the, in the girls' state finals. Yeah, they're going to have to uh, finagle their, uh, their matches a little bit with the, with the girls, but uh, I think they'll, they'll figure it out. And some people may not be aware, um, but that's Ocampos plural. As um, younger sister Isabel is uh, a very solid wrestler and someone who is going to become a household name for anybody who's following the sport this season. She had a, a very good middle school career and is going to be one of the stars of New Haven's girls teams. We're at 120 pounds now. Emily Burford is the wrestler for Columbia City. Callie Yates in on her double leg and finishing it for Jay County. She gets the opening takedown. Yates tries to turn her on the edge of the mat, but they go out of bounds. Nice job there by Yates, who I'm not sure was really if she was really sure what she wanted to do on the opening takedown, but just she her, accomplished it either way. Yep, she just kept her feet moving and uh, ended up on top here. Burford tries to stand up. Yates riding the ankle there. Burford reaches back. Yates needs to get back on top. She does. She's going to try to run a half now from the right-hand side. Going to try to walk it over. Burford rolls through that. Yates needs to reach back around. Oh, no, does get two. Two near fall for Yates. And now Burford gets her escape. A minute left here. It's four to one. Callie Yates from Jay County. Burford now in on a double leg. Yates trying to sprawl. Reaches across for the far ankle. She needs to cross face out of that probably. Instead, Burford comes around. Yates is going to try to reach back and headlock. She needs to give it up, and she does. It's a takedown for Burford, and it's 4-3 to three now. A good little sequence right there. They're both battling for good position. Yates stands up, switches off to a single. Burford tries to roll through. Burford still in control, 27 seconds left. Yates leads 4-3 to three here in the first period. Lots of action here without any points coming up, uh, being scored. Both girls are battling pretty tough in the uh, referee's position. 15 seconds left here in this first period once they restart. Yates is going to be on bottom looking for that escape to uh, increase her lead to, to two points at least. Burford falls backwards. Yates reaches around. She's going to get a reversal here. And that's how the way that, that's the way the period's going to end with Callie Yates with a six to three lead. Burford defers. Yates is going to go neutral. Coaches uh, had they were all telling different positions. <laughs> they were the three different signs, like playing rock paper scissors over there. Back underway here. Yates reaches with for the head with both hands and then pulls her forward. Gets the tier two takedown. Now trying to work Burford over. But staying good possession. She's got a half in. And she's holding that wrist out. And there's a fall. Two minutes and 22 seconds. As Callie Yates gets the fall. And that should clinch it for... 
Jay County as they're going to win this dual meet with just three matches left. They have a 30-point lead. That's a real good match. The girls kept, uh, they were battling pretty tough and, you know, just trying to stay in good position. We're also getting a full history lesson here on Jay County singlets tonight as I think just about each one of them is wearing a different one. I'm kind of partial to the uh, sort of cartoon character-y Patriot. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yes. Or are you more of like the traditional 1970s? Of course, you're a, you're a fan of the big Patriot, I know. Yes, I am. I, I heard he might be in the uh, parking lot. I'm not sure. <laughs> I have not confirmed that. He fits on the bus. We're at uh, 125 pounds now. Willow Hardy from Jay County and Peyton Kinney from Columbia City. Kinney tries a headlock. Hardy does a nice job of fighting that off, and now she comes around for the opening takedown of the bout here at 125 pounds. And Hardy is working Kinney over now. Getting back points. Kinney comes out of that now and then comes around. Hardy is awarded two near fall. And then a reversal for Kinney makes it 4-2. to two. Kinney now trying to bring Hardy back into play. Hardy on her hip. Comes back to her base. Turns on the edge of the mat. Spins back around her. Kenny does. And they go out of bounds. Four to two in favor of Hardy right now. She had that uh, near fall there. That was very crucial, obviously, right now. She's down looking to increase her lead. 42 to 12 is the team score. Jay County leads it. We have three bouts left, including this one. Kenny now reaches across for the far elbow. Hardy doing a nice job keeping her shape. She's trying to free those hands. Now on her hip. Kenny trying to work her over. Gotta get back behind. Hardy faces her now. Front headlock position. Hardy gets to her feet. Now hit uh, Hardy in on a double leg, and she pops out her head, and she gets a reversal. Good, good way to end the period, scoring late with 20 seconds to go. Now she's going to look to ride her out or maybe even score a quick uh, near fall. Six to two now. Willow Hardy leads here at 125 pounds. Kinney was fourth this weekend, two and three record at East Noble. And that's how the period will end. Six to two. Hardy is ranked number eight in the state at 125 pounds. Looks like she chose top here. Coaches only gave her one choice this time. <laughs> Instead of three? Yes. It's so kind of like when you get a concussion and they ask you how many fingers you're holding up and you just kind of go with the number in the middle. Yeah. Getting ready to start the second period here. Willow Hardy leads six to two. Jay County on top on the team score. Thank everybody for joining us. Joe, like I said, there's another Jay County singlet about to be. Yeah, I kind of like that one. That looks like oh, a actually, new one. It looks like a, looks like a Colorado. Yes, it does. I think they, uh, it's got the, the logo I'm talking about that I like on the back, on the, on the spine. Hardy trying to put in a 
Trying to work those wrists under. Looking for a half mouse, looking for a power half here. Gonna work to get up at that elbow so she can get that arm over the top. Oh, switch sides. Switch sides too much, you might get uh, two half Nelsons, which most people call a full Nelson. That's generally called a penalty. <laughs> and if the ref is on top of it, he'll, whoop, he'll give you the other person a point. You know, I think those singlets that we're going to see, I think it's an homage to the uh, imaginary mountain from WZBD over there. Oh, yes. Willow Hardy still in control here. Looks like top might have been the right choice. She has a 6-2 lead, and she's certainly in control on Kenny. Trying to work that power half. Oh, and now she's going to get some near fall, and I think that's it. Yep, that will be the match. Three minutes and 20 seconds. Number eight in the state, Willow Hardy, gets a fall, and that will make it 48 to 12. I almost had it written down before the lights went on. Now at 130 pounds, it is the bout of the night. We've got Alina Lingo. She's ranked number 10. She's a junior for Jay County and for Columbia City. It's Alexis Spalding, who's ranked number nine. Let's take a look at what happened there between those two. It might have been in different pools. Spalding beat Lingo 11-6 on Saturday. So that's your context for this match at 130 pounds. Some of these events, they uh, pool the wrestlers, so they don't always get, uh, get like full brackets like you would at a, uh, a normal tournament, so wasn't sure they would wrestle. Coach Reason did a really nice job at Saturday's tournament. I talked to a couple of coaches who were there, really appreciative of the way it was run and the opportunities that the girls had. Oh, we got a headlock attempt by Spalding. Now she's got a full three near fall holding right there. A lot of time to adjust to get this pin. A lot of time. It's not a fun place to be as a wrestler with over a minute left. Lingo doing her best. She's running out of energy and air. And there's the fall. So for the second time in a week, Alexis Spalding gets the better of Lena Lingo. And that tightens up the team score a little bit. Makes it 48 to 18. At 135 pounds, we're going to have Emily Mayner from Jay County and Delaney Caldwell from Columbia City. Mayner. Super old school singlet here. I know, I love it. Uh, <laughs> Mayner pinned Caldwell in nine seconds on Saturday. So, one of the things we talk about when we talk about girls wrestling is that's not an easy thing to come back from. No. Getting pinned in nine seconds. You feel like, man, am I ever going to make it in this sport? How am I going to get to that level? But that's the personality that you're trying to that you're trying to build in these girls. So immediately, it's Maynard who gets the opening takedown. Uh, no near fall. He cuts her. And, and you have you have to give credit to to girls for 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 coming back out and and and, and not quitting in situations like that. Maynard with a uh, snap down, go behind, and no near fall there. He's looking for the half again. Now he's got Caldwell turn, getting near fall is Emily Maynard. 
two near fall. Six to one now. She got a uh, wing in now, wing in a wrist. Can get it up on her uh, hip and run her over. A little bit on the edge here. She's got to make sure she doesn't go out of bounds. Now she's getting the full set of three near fall. Looking to adjust and she gets back over another three near fall. Now it's nine to one, 50 seconds left here. Now she's looking for, she's going for the plethora of, uh, of pinning combination. Got a nice little cross face cradle, getting hip to hip. And this might be it. Tyrone down there looking at the shoulders, trying to give Caldwell as much credit as he can. 30 seconds left. And Maynard's going to give up on it. She's going to take her three near fall there. That makes it 12 to 1. 20 seconds left in the first period. Maynard goes ahead and cuts her. Caldwell faces. Gets her escape. Nice double leg there by Maynard. She finishes it quickly. 14 points now. <laughs> she tried to cut her. Coach Winter says, no, there's only seven seconds left. You can't cut her now. Now goes for the half Nelson. She's going to get at least a two count. Ooh, she oh, Tyrone slapped the mat. And I think it was a fall. Oh, he called the fall. He did call a okay. fall. So right there at the buzzer, Emily Maynard gets the fall. Joe, we talk about it every once in a while in this sport. It doesn't matter when the referee slaps the mat. When the referee decides that the match is over, it's over. There's a, there's a delay between thought in the head and slap of the of the mat so well that was a 54 to 18 victory for jay county we are going to send it back to the studio for a round of messages and we're going to recap it all and hopefully talk to a coach here in a second you're listening to high school wrestling on wzbd at Jackson Associates Financial Services in Portland, we are committed to maintaining the highest standards of integrity and professionalism in our relationship with you, our client. We endeavor to know and understand your financial situation and provide you with only the highest quality information, services, and products to help you reach your goals. Give Troy a call for the latest rates on CDs and learn about the advantages in today's financial climate to invest in your hard-earned dollar. That's Jackson Associates in Portland. The Jay County Wrestling Club is a great place for your son or daughter to learn the great sport of wrestling. Our club does a great job of developing youngsters into better athletes using gymnastics, wrestling technique, and strength training. If interested, check out our Facebook page for practice details and to stop in. Indiana Girls Wrestling is a nonprofit organization that promotes female wrestling in the state of Indiana. Our purposes are to be a public advocate for females participating in the sport of wrestling, to provide competition and training opportunities so that female participation in the sport of wrestling can grow within the state of Indiana, and sponsors an all-star team named the Indiana Inferno for regional and national competition. IGW hosts the USA Girls Midwest Nationals in early October of every year, and over the past seven years has grown to be one of the largest all-girls dual and individual open tournaments in the country. This year, the duels had 30 teams from across the country, with five from Indiana, and over 500 girls competing in the individual open. So be on the lookout for more all-girls tournaments sponsored by Indiana Girls Wrestling in the near future. For more information, you can go to indianagirlswrestling.com or check them out on Instagram or Facebook under Indiana Girls Wrestling. 
and welcome back here to Columbia City High School as we have just witnessed the Jay County Patriots defeating the Columbia City Eagles 54-18. to We are now joined in the interview loft, as they say, by the head coach of the Jay County Patriots, Coach Eric Myers. Coach, congratulations on the victory. Thank you. Um, it was fun to get out here, fun to get our girls uh, a good duel with Columbia City. They always have a lot of girls on their a lot of good girls on their team. So um, it's also exciting to come up here and see the Eagle. Yes, there's nothing more exciting than the inflatable Eagle and its powerful misty fog that it emits. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk a little bit about some of your girls. You made some bumps in the lineup. We certainly saw a good match from uh, Mallory Winter. I also thought that one of the highlights of the night was the way Kylie Williams wrestled. Yeah, Kylie Williams, that was the first time that we bumped her to heavyweight. Uh, this year, actually ever, and uh, we were kind of testing that out. That might be something that we look at whenever the, the state tournament series comes around. We're not sure, but uh, we just wanted to see how she looked against a girl that uh, is a, a, state, a returning state girl. Now, remind us, um, when it comes to the state tournament, are you locked into one girl per weight, or are you still allowed to enter two? I'm not positive on that. Okay. I think it's two. Um, I, I know that they're going to move to one very soon. Definitely whenever it becomes a sanctioned sport, but for, for some reason I'm thinking it's still two. Okay, and of course for Williams, you don't have anybody else right now up at that weight, so it's kind of her choice. She's not really bumping anybody out. Right, right. She kind of has the choice, whatever, whatever path she prefers there. Of course, you go through the forfeits and the lighter weights, but then you come through. Uh, saw some good things from Willis and Yates, Hardy, and then um, a really nice match between two really good wrestlers at 130. Doesn't go Lena Lingo's way, but there's something to be learned there in the loss against Spalding. Yeah, uh, Yates wrestled um, Burford, yes. I believe, at, uh, at East Noble. So we are excited, and, and we lost that one, but we finished ahead of her because all the girls beat each other, and I, I'm not really sure what the criteria was, but we finished third and she finished fourth, but we lost to her. Uh, so we're, we are happy to uh, turn that one around. Um, with uh, Spalding and Lingo, uh, we've seen Spalding the last couple of years, and she's just she's a really tough wrestler. Uh, she's got a good headlock and a pretty good slide by, and um, she, she's given our girls fits. We, we've... We have got the better of her once or twice, but not very often. Uh, um, Lena lost to her to East Noble, and um, we, we were trying to. We knew that headlock was coming, trying to stay out of it, but uh, we, we just couldn't. So, tell us where you guys go next. Uh, Saturday, we go to Ben Davis. Uh, we before we had went to Northview, um, and uh, I believe their coach uh, switched positions. I, I believe she's at Southport now. And uh, that, so then they kind of dropped their tournament. So we scrambled a little bit to find one. Uh, we, were, we were trying to decide between Ben Davis and Clinton Prairie, and we ended up going to Ben Davis. So tell us, how do you balance um, the options now? It used to be you had it easy as a coach because there's only one tournament to go to, and you went to it. How do you balance the idea of seeing new girls and experiencing that, but also developing... Uh, some knowledge of the girls that you're going to have to beat to make it to the state finals. Yeah, that's that's something that we have tried to do. You know, um, on the, all those Saturday tournaments, we try and go north sometimes, northwest, northeast, and, and then we try and get down south a little bit. And Northview was really nice because, I mean, it was a heck of a bus trip, but um, we, we were able to see some of those girls from from Madison or um, 
uh, from Terre Haute. Uh, and I, I guess we're kind of hoping that some of those girls gravitate to, to Ben Davis this weekend. Of course, we will have another girls meet for our listeners when we call, I'm scrolling down, December 7th. That's a Thursday night. We will be at New Haven. Looking forward to that one. We talked a little bit about it when uh, Joe was on the air. We're not really sure what we're going to see from the New Haven girls as New Haven, one of the top teams uh, on the boys' side in Fort Wayne and certainly competitive, uh, I would think, in the NE8 duels and some of the tournaments they're in. Thoughts, perhaps, on Team State uh, for 3A. And they're going to want to use the Ocampos in some situations. And uh, not sure if we'll see them, but still, they've got a strong program over there, and it should be a good dual meet. Yeah, it seems like they have several um, pretty solid girls, uh, especially with the Ocampos. Um, East Noble's going to be there also. Okay. And they have a, they have a really, really solid girls team. So um, I, I'm excited for that. And I think, um, I think we may throw in some JV matches that night too. So uh, we, we, we try and always get our money's worth if we can. Well, we're looking forward to being there as um, WZBD brings its microphones and signal to wherever you guys are headed all season long, basically, outside of the, of the Saturday tournaments. Yeah, we're, we're pumped to have you guys broadcast our, our matches and, uh, you know, kind of bring girls wrestling to the, uh, to the masses. Uh, we, we love it. Yep, yep. Really good na- match tonight. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Well, Coach, we'll let you get you back to coaching your JV boys here, and we appreciate you uh, joining us here in the interview loft. Yep, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. So that was Coach Eric Myers of the Jay County Patriots. We are going to uh, send it back to the studio for one more quick round of messages. We'll be right back with these, with a, uh, a recap of tonight's action. You're listening to High School Wrestling on WZBD. At Jackson Associates Financial Services in Portland, we are committed to maintaining the highest standards of integrity and professionalism in our relationship with you, our client. We endeavor to know and understand your financial situation and provide you with only the highest quality information, services, and products to help you reach your goals. Give Troy a call for the latest rates on CDs and learn about the advantages in today's financial climate to invest in your hard-earned dollar. That's Jackson Associates in Portland. The Fort Wrestling Facility at 1519 Goshen Road in Fort Wayne is building young wrestlers all across the Fort Wayne area, one practice at a time. Join us for a live practice session or one of our upcoming camps at the Fort Wrestling Facility. Just check out our website today at thefortwrestling.com. Open to wrestlers five years old through high school. Don't miss the chance to train with wrestlers from all over the area, focusing on technique, conditioning, and learning how to love the sport of wrestling. The Fort Wrestling Facility, building wrestlers in the fort. Welcome back for the final time here to Columbia City High School. Jay County getting the win in varsity girls wrestling action against Columbia City by a score of 54 to 18. We're going to give you the rundown here. We're going to skip the forfeits and go straight to the wrestled matches at 155 pounds. It was Kirsten Williamson from Columbia City who got the fall in a minute 53 over Madison Gage. At 170 pounds, Jay County answered back with Mallory Winter, who bumped up to pin Braylon Lazier in 37 seconds to make the score 12-6. Columbia City tied it up with a fall from Michaela Clifford over Tessa Miller in 55 seconds at 190. And then at 235, it was kind of the upset, Joe, as Kylie Williams bumped up from 190 pounds in a battle of two state qualifiers from two different weight classes 
And she gets the better of Vivian Park there in a minute 32 to put Jay County up 18 to 12. Coach Myers talked a little bit about uh, Williams sort of testing out the waters at 235. Uh, they don't have anybody else at those weights that she would bump out, and so she may go either way when it comes to the state tournament. It could be a little bit of a, a good move if they can get someone else in the lineup there at 190, and you know more girls are going to have a lot of you know more girls to get to participate at state at uh, regional and state level is always good for that for the team. For I'm sure they have high goals as a team. Three forfeits came after that, and then at 115 pounds, Tatiana Willis from Jay County got the fall in a minute 31 over Ava Hyden. That made the score 36 to 12. Then at 120 pounds, it was Kaylee Yates, who uh, Coach Myers told us reversed a loss from Saturday and got the fall at 2 minutes and 22 seconds. That was a good match in the first period, but Yates gets the fall and makes it 42 to 12. It was 48 to 12. Willow Hardy got the fall in 3 minutes and 20 seconds over Peyton Kinney. And then at 130 pounds, Alexis Spalding got the fall and made it 48-18 to 18 for Columbia City in a minute three. The final bout of the night was Emily Maynard, who got the fall right at the final whistle of the first period. Two minutes, and that makes the final team score 54-18 to 18 in favor of Jay County. Final thoughts on the night, Joe? Well, it looks like the, the girls are, you know, you can tell they're getting closer to midseason form. They've had a little bit more uh, practice time, and they've competed a few times, so they're starting to kind of know what's working for them and having a little bit more of a plan than you do. You see right now with the boys that are just starting their uh, their matches, so you can tell that they, they're a little bit more advanced right now as far as, you know, what they're doing in their season, and their season's going to be you know going hot and heavy already so it's interesting to see i know the uh, columbia city had a boys match last night so they're just getting their boys started and the girls have already been going for three weeks looking forward to our wrestling broadcast in the coming weeks as we mentioned earlier in the broadcast we will have a youtube broadcast of the belmont boys opening dual meet that is at wawasee tomorrow night It'll be Coach Calver and I up there. We'll be on the WZBD Radio YouTube channel. The match is set to start at 6.30. We're not exactly sure how many JV matches we're going to have, but we're going to try to bring you as much of the JV as possible. So expect us to be on the air certainly by 6.30. And then we take a little bit of a break as we don't have any Thanksgiving week broadcasts, but on Tuesday, November 28th, we have a very significant dual meet when Cowan travels to the Stardome to take on South Adams. A lot of 1A team state implications. South Adams was the, the last team not in in the uh, initial uh, standings for 1A team state, and a win over Cowan would make a big statement. Yes, it would. That should be a good match. I know Cowan has a lot of uh, really good wrestlers returning, so should be some uh, good matches there. And last year, South Adams finished ahead of Cowan at Team State, and so they got a, definitely got a chip on their shoulder that Cowan's already in and South Adams is not. Of course, it's also the start of the Robert Loshi era at South Adams, which has already been forecasted to last a grand total of three months from what we've understood so far. But uh, two days later, we'll have the bishop Dwenger match at Belmont, and then the Braves will wrestle South Adams on December 5th. On December 7th, we'll have the Jay County girls match at New Haven, and Coach Myers just told us that East Noble will be there also. That makes that night much better 
for us. And then that weekend we'll have the conference duels. We'll do the NE8 on Friday night, and we'll do the ACAC on Saturday night. So a lot of wrestling action on WZBD, both on the radio and on YouTube here in the next three weeks. So with that, we're going to call it a night. Jay County wins it 54-18. to This has been Dane Filling and Joe Caprino signing off for high school wrestling on WZBD. Well, this is Wolf Rover, your roving reporter, with news for you wrestling fans. Haggard Hershey and Zelt Wrestling Weekly is expanding to a 90-minute format split into two halves. The first half will focus on local wrestling. The second half on events statewide. Rex Brewer and Dane Filling will have interviews with coaches, recaps of past results, and previews of upcoming matches. And as always, a weekly visit to the archives. And new this year, giveaways all season long. Of particular interest to those of you who would like to attend the state finals in Evansville. Including, but not limited to, gift certificates to restaurants in the Crescent Valley near the Ohio River. That's Haggard Hershey and Zelt Wrestling Weekly, Sundays at 7 p.m. on Channel Z. 92.7 FM.